and welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where everyone is excited to welcome a special guest to the home studios all the way from Los Angeles and his tour of various crypts uh, throughout the uh, West Coast. Uh, A new, uh, a very special, probably the most high profile guest we've ever had on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Oscar winner. Nicholas Cage is joining us. Nicholas, welcome to Jag Bags. Hey guys, big oh. fan, <laughs> big fan. Uh, Thank you. I talked Thank to Regency this morning, and he said it would be cool if I just did a drop in. I can't stay long. Oh, I wanted to say a couple things. Beave, thank you for your support of the classic. Mandy. It's a classic. It's your finest work, sir. I see your posts on Twitter, Facebook, Grandfather. (laughs) Yes. The new uh, social media platform that's taking America by storm. It's it's fantastic. I get more people on the street going, hey, Nicholas, (laughs) love the work in Mandy. See? It's a little batshit, but oh. Hey. Really enjoyed it. As far as I'm concerned, you should win an Oscar every year for your performance in Mandy. That's that's all I have to say. Thanks, uh, thank you so much. And both of you guys, your episode on me, of course, is my favorite. Maybe I can come on sometime and we can talk more. I don't have time right now because I'm off to film Pig 2. Pig 2? Pig 2. Oh, we loved the first one. What's uh, what's the plot? Is that, have you guys uh, settled on the plot yet of uh, Pig Two, or is that still a studio closely guarded secret? I know you guys don't like. I it. can only say two words about it: road trip. Oh man, oh man. Any truth to the rumor that Philip Michael Thomas is playing your buddy in the uh, in Pig Two? That's just a scurrilous rumor. Hmm. I gotta go, guys. Up. Oh. Nicholas, thanks for stopping by. Great to see you. You rule. Bye, Nicholas. Nicholas Cage, ladies and gentlemen. What a what a Regency is the greatest. Regency really is the greatest. How does he get? I mean, he knows everybody. He, uh, you know, he probably, uh, you know, he's a he's a man of mystery because up until recently, I thought his highest profile client was Joel Higgins. From television, Silver Spoons, um, and now well, Nicholas Cage. I heard he just his contracts are usually just written on the back of envelopes. Yes, so he kind of hops around agent to agent. Oh, so he's just settled on. I region. think Regency was his agent for Face Off. <laughs> that explains a lot of things. Face Off is a uh, an underrated masterpiece, as we all know. Um, well, Pig Two, boy, am I excited for that. It sounds great. And uh and that could be a a very um good segue into the topic of our episode for tonight. Yeah, the Sun Times Richard Roper thought that Nicholas Cage should have got nominated for Pig. Ooh, so if Nicholas, so if Richard you, Roper did you watch Pig? 
I loved it. You did? Yeah. I just, I thought it was so weird, but it was excellent. And he was terrific. Cage was terrific. He really was. I thought. Um, So I was, I was very um, impressed with pig and uh, yeah, it's too bad, but it wasn't nominated. Was it? No, nothing got, they were very narrow in what they nominated. It was, it wasn't spread out a lot this year. Right. Like as usual, I don't know if they do this every year, but they nominated 10 movies for best picture. Right. But the only one that's maybe was maybe a box office. hit was don't look up, not don't look up. Um, uh, Dune. The whole reason for doing that is to try to get a movie like Spider-Man or some huge box office hit to get nominated for Best Picture so right. that more people watch the Oscars and more people are into it besides the people that watch it every year no matter what. Right. And pretty much everything nominated is Oscar-based stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's um, how many of the movies have you seen? I've seen five now. Okay. So the nominees for Best Picture are, by the way, we got so excited that Nicolas Cage was in the studios that we forgot to introduce the topic of our podcast, <laughs> which is well. basically the 94th Academy Awards, which. Uh, will honor the best films released between March 1st and December 31st of last year. And it's going to take place on March 27th, 2022. The hosts will be Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall. So it should be a good program. Um, Minus Amy Schumer, because I don't think she is very funny in the slightest. Um, uh, But uh, that said, it will be it should be a good time. And um, Regina Hall is an interesting pick because yeah, I like her. She's a good actress, but she's not really known for comedy and she's not like the biggest star or anything. So I'm curious. I like her though. So I'm, I'm curious how she'll do. Yeah. You wonder um, what the thinking was that went into that, but um but yeah, um, so you've seen, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so you've seen five of the movies. Of the I, watched, I watched Dune today. Dune. I watched King Richard last night. King Richard. And I had already seen Licorice Pizza, Power yes. of the Dog, and Don't Look Up. Um, were you, uh, first of all, before we get into the movies, were you, uh, were you surprised that the uh Heim sister was not nominated for best supporting actress or best actress. Best actress, she she had a shot. She got knocked out by pretty much four of the five nominated are kind of Academy favorites. Right. And Kristen Stewart is a huge star. Yeah. And if Licorice Pizza was a big hit, maybe she would have had a shot. Right. I think she she was probably in the top 10, though. If they would have had 10 nominees, she would have made it. 
Right. Um, let you know. Let's start. I mean, should we start there or just start with the movies? Um, or should we keep going on the best actress? So let's okay. Let's start about. Let's talk about best actress real quick. Because uh, it's interesting. I haven't seen any of these movies, um, but they look. It's it's interesting that both of them are like. Uh, three of them are like biographies. Yeah, they like. I read something that they like nominating. I mean, it's really easy to get an award if you play somebody who's real. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, it's Tammy Faye Baker, Lucille Ball, and Princess Diana, three right. of the five. Right. But here's what I've heard about. I saw Lost Daughter. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, it's good. I have some issues with it, but it's a good movie. And Olivia Coleman's fine, but she's an Academy favorite. I feel like she's she's getting nominated i think it's been three years in a row now mm. she won for the favorite yep she got nominated for the father last year right which i thought her part wasn't much of a part she still got nominated yeah the academy just loves her right and lost daughter i i don't think she's gonna win this year though because I don't think Lost Daughter has enough supporters because it didn't get nominated for Best Picture or Director. I guess it got a it got nominated for Adapted Screenplay. But I think from what I've read so far, I think the two front runners are Nicole Kidman and Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart was everybody's choice for a while, but then she, I don't think she got nominated. Like they have British acting awards or something and they didn't nominate her at all. Mm. So then people were thinking, "Uh Oh, maybe she's not going to get even nominated for an Oscar. Mm. But before everybody started getting their like screen actors guild and all that other stuff, they were thinking Kristen Stewart was the front runner, but the other person who's in it, is Nicole Kidman, another Academy favorite, and another person who has won before. She won yeah. for what was it? The Hours was the one she won for, where she had the fake nose. Yes. And I have not heard anything really good about being the Ricardos. Right. I was going to try to watch it today, but I ran out of time because Dune is seven hours long. Because <laughs> She got nominated. Javier Bardem got nominated, and so did J.K. Simmons. So they got three acting nominations. They didn't get nominated for screenplay, which is a big red flag, I think. Right. Or best picture. So I'm like, what is this movie? The greatest acted movie of a not so good script? I'm I, I I will say that when I saw I was like Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz, I'm intrigued, although I don't know what to think. Uh well he's usually good. It's not like he's I, not right. Exactly. It's kind of a I was curious about role, it. kind of a surprising role for him to take. Yeah, so that's next on my list to watch. I want to watch that and I want to watch I want to watch Spencer because so it's this biography of Lady Diana, but it's not like five hours long. It's under two hours. 
So maybe it's maybe it's a pretty well paced movie. It might be better than I expect because I'm not an Anglophile at all. Yeah. And this is I like Kristen Stewart. This is something totally different for her to do, I think. So the actress category is the one that I know the least about. The Tammy Faye Baker movie that Jessica Chastain's in is supposed to be not good at all. Oh, really? When she got nominated. I'm not looking forward to watching it, but I will watch it. <laughs> and I like her, too. She's she's a good actress. I like Jessica Chastain. But I'm not, I'm not really curious about Tammy Faye Baker at all. It's like we know what happened. And, I mean, they're probably sympathetic to her in it and everything, but... Again, I have not heard good things about it. She's been nominated. This is her third uh, nomination. Yeah. And then Penelope Cruz, who I like. Right. So I got to find Parallel Mothers. I might have to see that in the theater. Hmm. Is there any, are any of these actresses? Like, which one, would, without seeing the movies, who's your favorite of these five as an actress? I- I always like uh, Olivia Coleman and Jessica Chastain. Anything that and Penelope Cruz, to to be honest, anything that I've seen those three in, I've liked. So Nicole, Nicole, I am. I mean, Nicole Kidman, I always just think is fine. Right. I've never watched Nicole Kidman in any, except for okay, one to die for. I thought she was great to die for. She was in Malice, which was real early in her career. But her later stuff, I think she's, it's like she's professional. Yeah, but, she's competent. But at no time was I like, like I am watching a master of her. Yeah, she, does, she doesn't grab me, I guess is the word for it. I agree. She's kind of like, yeah, professional or competent is a good, even like uh, To Die For, which I think I really liked it because that move, the script was in the, you know, the performances all were so good. It was just so clever and so well done. Um, it wasn't anything that Nicole Kidman herself was doing. Yeah, I will. We'll do a recap episode before the Oscars and I'll give my picks of who I think will win and what I think was the best performance out of all of them. Uh, should we go to should we go to best picture now? Yeah, best. Have you? You've only seen Dune. I've only seen Dune, which um, I thought was interesting. Uh, it was pretty slow moving, but it was like very well made, and I liked the performances. I mean, I wasn't too sure about Timothy Chalamet. Um, you know whether he could pull off the whole, uh, um, you know, going from Paul to Muad'Dib, uh, but uh, his Paul was pretty good. So you had you you read Dune before? I've read the book and I saw the David Lynch movie as well. Um, which if you I would recommend watching that. Um just it's it's first of all, it doesn't cut halfway, it covers the whole book. So they're they're doing it all in one shot. So as a result, it's a lot faster paced. Um and uh it's Kyle McLachlan playing the Timothy Chalamet part. Yeah, my I didn't like Dune very much. <laughs> it's like uh, Jesse is. I wasn't you. really. I wasn't really bored. Right. But 
And the book's so beloved. I mean, that book's been popular forever. And I can see why everybody wants to see it because everybody loves the book so much. I mean, it was a big hit too. So if it's a big hit, that usually means some people went back and saw it again because that's that's how I get a big hit. Yeah, the book is great. The book is great. And they try to do a pretty good job of like sticking to it and going into uh, um, and kind of going into um, detail on, uh, you know, exploring some of the characters and the planets and all that. Um, in the book or in the movie? Uh, in the movie. Yeah, I felt like the movie to me, it didn't, I didn't attach myself to anybody. No, I, you know, it's uh, the David Lynch uh, Dune is interesting and I enjoyed it a lot more. I mean, that's got, I mean, in addition. Who plays the villain in the David Lynch one? It's uh, a, a British guy you've never heard of, Kenneth McMillan, but the makeup they have for him is so gross. Yeah. Uh, it's just awesome. He's great. Um, and uh, Brad Dorif is another villain. And Jose Ferrer is the uh, emperor. So you actually see the emperor in, uh, and Sting. <laughs> Sting is also in Dune and he plays one of the, uh, the bad guy's goons. Um, <laughs> but it's also. I feel like to me, Dune was. I could see you saying it's well made. Because like I said, I, re- I wasn't really bored. Yeah. But I didn't connect in any kind of way to any of it. It's like, okay, why are we all in the desert? Right. Okay, everybody wants the spice, which is like a metaphor for the drug trade, I'm assuming. I think, and that, and I also think it's a uh, environmental commentary. It's a commentary on, you know, protecting the environment and what can happen. Why do you think that? Uh, I haven't read the book. I haven't read the book. So I'm just going from watching Doom today. Yeah, you'll see it in the, the book is, you know, you know, a sand planet is what happens. You know, water is their most precious resource. And, you know, we've ruined our planet where now water is, you know, life. And uh, so. But why know. why did everyone have to go to this planet? Uh, because well, it used to be prosperous. And they are so the, the this um, house of Atreides, uh, they are going there basically because they think that they can restore the planet back to its um, former glory, which you'll find out in movie two. And, um, and, and they do so by, you know, uh, aligning with the underground civilization and, and restoring this entire civilization to uh, glory. Um, and so there's like a master plan at work. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I don't want to give anything away and who hasn't seen it, but I just didn't react to any of the events of the movie. It's a little, they're all actors I like. It's, yeah. it's a good cast. It is a good cast. It's a little Oscar, Oscar Isaac. He's good. Zendaya. Yeah, barely in the movie. Chalamet I like. And, yeah. uh, and the, uh, the mom was good too. I forget. Yeah, she's good. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, she's good. But yeah, like I said, I just didn't. Not a total waste of time for me because, like I said, I wasn't bored. Yeah, 
but it would be fifth out of the five I've seen. <laughs> so what are the other ones that you like better? I lied to, I've seen Nightmare Alley, which I really liked. You really liked that, yeah. I was originally going to watch that first, but I put it off a little bit because I can watch it at home. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I th- that sounds like something I'd be interested in. My friend Ryan is a big movie guy. <laughs> you know what he said about these, the nominations this year? He's like, those are all movies I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a big movie guy. Yeah. But I get what he's saying. And out of the five I've seen, I like four. I didn't like Dune, but I like the other four. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't say the other four are great. I like them. I think they're good. But I'm waiting for one to be great. Maybe right. it'll be Nightmare Alley. Right. Uh, Don't Look Up actually is my favorite of those. I'm Some people kind of ripped on that. But I'm I, afraid. Thought, I, I was like, I don't want to see that movie. I, I, just, I don't know. I thought it was really good. Did you? Right. And King Richard. We'll, we'll talk about Will Smith in a minute. Another one I don't want to see. King Richard's good, but King Richard has the same problem that any biography pick has. You kind of know what's going to happen. So that takes a little something out of it. But it's a good, it's good. I think it's well-directed. It's paced well. The acting's real good. <coughs> but you kind of, you kind of know what they're going to do. Yeah. So that that makes it lose a little bit of its power. And licorice pizza, it's almost, it's, again, really well directed. It flies. Licorice pizza flew by for me. But I, there's a couple issues with it. It's, there's, it's like a romance between a 25 year old and a 15 year old, which is odd. Yeah. Not that anything physical happens in it, but still, when right. you think about it, you're like, this is kind of odd. Illegal. And he's one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Well, they don't, like I said, nothing physical actually happens, but right. you feel like it could. And there's a scene where I forget the actor's name. He's talking in like the Chinese voice. For Uh-oh. some reason, he's married to a Chinese woman who doesn't speak English. Yeah, and then he's talking in like a Chinese accent. Ooh. So that's weird too. Okay. I mean, the rest of it's really—you know—who should have gotten nominated? Bradley Cooper's in it, mm. and he plays John Peters. Do you know who John Peters is? Yes. And he—he he is hilarious in it. John Peters is like a uh, hilarious kind of. Uh, um, uh, kind of person you know a a real life character yeah yeah that's how Bradley Cooper plays him just like this lunatic yeah and (laughs) every minute Bradley Cooper's on screen is great that's awesome and yeah it's like he's a great director but there's just the weirdness makes prevents me from liking it as much as pretty much all his other movies so it's kind of set like in kind of like like there's um so there's real like uh actual people in like like historical fiction. Mm, not too much. I mean it's just John Peters. 
Oh, okay. I mean, they kind of talk about, oh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Penn's in it. <laughs> he has yeah. a really good scene. All right. I think he's playing, I don't know if they name him William Holden or if it's a character based on William Holden. Yes. But the Sean Penn scene's fantastic too. There's like there's a lot of good stuff in it, but it's, those other issues just put it down a peg for me. <laughs> but it's 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 worth seeing. Oh, well, you got to watch it anyways because we're going to do our Paul Thomas Anderson Wes Anderson podcast in a couple months. Right. So they say. Also, that, uh, so uh, they say that uh, he is in fact based on William Holden. Yeah. And. Power of the Dog, which is, I think, Power of the Two, whatever from what I've read, Power of the Dog and Belfast are the front runners. Power of the Dog, I can't really say why. Well, I can. To me, it's really good. It's the acting and the directing and everything. But I feel like I've seen this movie before, kind of. Mm. And I knew it was, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I don't, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew something was going to, it's hard to explain, but same type of thing. It's like these other three movies. It's, it just takes it away a little bit. The momentum take gets taken away a little bit. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I can see it here. I right. can see this and it's a little bit overplayed Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about the movie a little bit more when we get to the acting which is good i don't have any complaints about the acting so yeah so licorice pizza don't look up king richard dune and what else did i wait oh power dog so those are the five i've seen belfast they think is a front runner. And if you see, if seen a preview for Belfast, it totally looks like Oscar bait. It totally does. So I don't know, maybe it'll surprise me. And that'll be my favorite of these. Coda is almost a little bit of a surprise that that got in. Right. And it's, I think it's kind of a family movie. So we're going to watch that on Jag bags screening night next week. Oh man. Maybe that'll jump to the front. I don't know. Could be. I don't. I don't know. I know a little bit about it, but I'm gonna go into it with an open mind, and and we'll have some good pizza and uh, yeah. some cheesecake, maybe some blueberry cheesecake. That'd be good. <laughs> and then Nightmare Alley, I'll watch soon. Yep. And West Side Story. The things I've heard about West Side Story is. Most people seem to like it a lot. It didn't really do as well as they thought at the box office, though. Hmm. And I know personally, I looked at it as like kind of a remake. I was like, eh, I don't know about this. But the people that have seen it really liked it. And Spielberg doing a musical. So that makes it kind of interesting just to see what how he does it. Yeah, it's interesting. But right now, I think it's between Belfast and Power of the Dog. It seems like that's where it's all going. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, Best Actor. 
Okay. Best actor I've seen three of the five. Okay. Will Smith, really yep. good. And the favorite. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to beat Will Smith this year. It could be his time. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, he's been famous forever. He's been good. In, he's been nominated before. A lot of people thought Ali was his chance to get it. Right. And he's pretty much in every frame of the movie. Yeah. So if you liked a movie, you're going to go for Will Smith. And Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog is excellent. I always like him, though. I don't think I've ever seen him not have a really strong performance. Yeah. So him and him and Will Smith, I'd be fine with either one of them winning. Mm-hmm. But my favorite of the three that I've seen is Andrew Garfield, who plays Jonathan Larson in Tick Tick Boom. Uh, I did not see that, but my but our resident film critic Jesse Byer, and uh, who's a huge Garfield fan, mm-hmm. saw it with her grandparents. Um, and they came back, uh, it was saw it over Thanksgiving, and they came back raving about it. Uh, yeah, about, I about the movie and said Andrew Garfield in particular was great. I think the movie is just like the rest of the nominee ones, where it's pretty good. I don't think it's great, but I think he's great. You yeah. totally believe him. And the story behind it is pretty amazing. Is well, I mean, not I mean, I'm talking about the actual story of the movie, I'm talking about the story of Andrew Garfield getting the part. Is he didn't he's doing this movie with Broadway people and he wasn't a singer or a musician or anything, and he learned all this stuff for the part. Oh, that's impressive. And his singing, and there, you would never think that this was kind of his first time doing all of this, yeah, and. He's he I always like him too, and he's very charismatic in the part. And you can see why people his character in the movie, why everybody would want to work with him because he's he comes off on screen like that. So I'll be rooting for him. I I, I think Will Smith's gonna win though. Even over the, the king of all Oscars, Denzel, the Yeah, because I don't think Tragedy of Macbeth has enough support behind it. Right. I mean, Frances McDormand didn't even get nominated, and she's almost rubber-stamped into the Oscars every year. She really is. But we're going to watch that this week, too. So we will let you guys know next week about Tragedy of Macbeth and being the Ricardo. Maybe I can watch Being the Ricardos by then, too. Right. Um, But, I mean, it's a great set of actors. No doubt. Is there, who's your favorite of those? I like, well, I'm always going to go with Denzel. Yeah, Denzel's um, great. And uh, although Benedict Cumberbatch is, uh, we were just talking about him uh, and all the good movies that he's been in. So I, he's another guy who I, I always enjoy him. Will Smith for me is very hit or miss. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think is used the wrong way, but I think that's just Will Smith. I well, I think he he's mainly picked mainstream stuff. And that's why he's never really won. He, you know, Ali, I think, was his first big leap. Because he was playing a real life person and 
that's what he's doing with King Richard. Right. And, and the Williams sisters, especially Serena, said that when they were watching a the movie, they almost forgot that it was Will Smith, that he captured their dad so well. This that's is pretty, the, pretty high praise. This is his third uh, Oscar nomination. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think he gets it this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think, uh, um, I mean, he practically owns Hollywood. So it's amazing how he's just become so, so bankable and like, you know, he really is, uh, um, he really is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. So he's kind of like Tom Cruise level. So you could, you could see him getting it for sure. Yeah. And well, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the actor category. So we're going to move on to director. We, we, we forgot to talk about one of the best picture nominees, and this was the surprise nomination. That was drive my car. Yeah. Which is a foreign movie. I heard I'm, I'm, not 100% on it, but I think it's like three hours long. But it's supposed to be excellent. And it might be the parasite of this year. If it's, if any movie is going to get an upset win, it's going to be this one. Right. Because it, it feels like it has the momentum. It was only supposed to get nominated for Best Foreign Film. But now it's nominated for Best Picture and Director and Adapted Screenplay. Everyone I've talked to says it's great. So who knows? That could, that could be an up. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. I want to. I gotta watch. I think I'm gonna have to watch it in the theater. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Right. So I'm asked to do maybe liquor box. Did you talk to Olaf about screening it? Olaf, right now, his main focus for this is first of all, he's gonna do his uh, best documentary short subject night, where it's okay. two for one drink specials. And uh, also, uh, we're also, there's also going to be a, a live DJ and a strip uh, pole uh, party. Um, so that's, that's kind of odd. Well, you know, Olaf's big into kind of cross promotion and all that. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so the, after that, then he's going to do best international feature film night because he's Olaf. He's from Sweden. Um, so... Maybe there's a chance there, um, especially when uh, they're previewing Lunana, a yak in the classroom, the uh, Bhutanese drama film directed by Pawu Choying Dorji. So that could be a good opportunity. All right. So maybe we'll maybe I'll watch that liquor box before the Oscars. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but the so but after, yeah, he's he's a sleeper pick for. Best picture and director. Right. His name is, <laughs> I should have looked it up. Ryasuki Hamaguchi. Oh, man. I tell you. <laughs> but the front runner for director is Jane Campion. They think she's going to win. She's a darling, too, in terms of the, the Academy loves her. They love Kenneth Branagh, too, but I don't know. That I, felt I feel that like feels like a front runner that's going to be disappointed. Could be, could be. He might be losing some momentum. I really want to see it though and make my judgment after I see it. 
And I don't think I don't think Paul Thomas Anderson has a shot. Spielberg has a shot just because this is something different for him. But Power of the Dog might even Power of the Dog is I think might be the most likely to win a lot of Oscars. Yeah. Like adapted screenplay director. Yeah. Picture. I don't think it'll win actor. I I really think Will Smith's going to beat out Cumberbatch for that. But if we move on to supporting actor, two people from that movie got nominated for actor, Jesse Plemons and Cody Smith McPhee. And Cody Smith McPhee is the front runner right now. Oh, interesting. Probably because the main events of the plot revolve around his character. Hmm. And to me, I think Cumberbatch is the best actor in the movie. I thought, I thought Cody Smith McPhee was, was fine. I think the reason he's getting I mean, he's going to win is because of the type of part he plays. Yeah. If you, after you watch it, you'll probably know what I mean. Uh, It's nice to see Plemons get nominated, but I think Plemons has had much better parts. I think this part's kind of more of a thankless part. Um, I think that just shows how much support this movie has, though. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I didn't realize he was in all the uh, X-Men movies. Plemons? No, I'm sorry. Uh, going back to Smith McPhee real quick. Yeah. I got lost. No, Plemons, we've already decided he's the greatest actor of all time. Yeah, he's great. And I want him to win for a better part than this one. I also really like uh, Kieran Hines, uh, who's in Belfast. What's he been in? Uh, I don't know if you ever saw uh, Rome. Uh, that was uh, HBO. Was a um, no. I remember um, you raving about it though. Yeah, Kieran Hines played Caesar, and he was. He made you top ten dramas, right? Kieran Hines was awesome. Yeah, know? he was. He was Caesar, and he was a bad, a fearsome. Uh, yeah, he was great. Great. So I was like, oh, he's in Belfast. So uh, I wouldn't mind if he won because, well, at least in Rome, I'm like, this dude was great. And he's from Belfast. Probably a a major reason why he was cast. Yeah. The um, J.K. Simmons got nominated again. He won for Whiplash. Right. So, again, being the Cardinals apparently is the greatest acted movie of all time. It does not deserve a Best Picture nomination. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. And then the other nominee is Troy Kutzer from CODA, and he's a deaf actor. Oh, so he could uh, have a shot. Yeah, he's got a shot. So we'll watch that on Sunday and see what we think of his performance. And then the final category, well, I want to say something else after we talk about supporting actress. Um, supporting actress nominees, the only Academy favorite in it is Judy Dench. And she was a surprise nomination. 
because they thought one of the other women from Belfast was going to get nominated. But Judy Dench took her spot. So you have Jesse Buckley, who did you see the last season of Fargo? No. Oh, yeah. yeah um, uh, no, we started to watch it. But uh, yeah, I'm not done with it. But she plays the insane nurse in it and she's great in it. And she also played a she's in this movie where she plays a rock star and she's she's a good actress. So I'm glad I don't I don't think she was her part was that great in this movie. But I, I like I like it when somebody I enjoy gets nominated, even if it's not for the greatest part. And then Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. She hosted Saturday Night Live and she was great on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm expecting her to be really good in West Side Story. And Kirsten Dunst, who I really like. Oh, uh, Ariana DeBose, she's the favorite to win also. Everybody's saying she's got it. And then yeah, Kirsten Dunst is great in Power Dog. Her and Cumberbatch are both excellent. Kirsten Dunst. I yeah. don't know. I've never liked her in anything. Really? I, I like her a lot. Yeah. And the final nominee in that is Ingenue Ellis, King Richard. She's yeah. really good, too. She plays Will, uh, Will Smith's wife in it. And she has a really strong scene towards the end of the movie that probably clinched a nomination for her. Mm. So I've seen, yeah, both her and Kirsten Dunst are really good. I'd be fine with either one of them winning it. And Oh, yeah, I think they're better than Jesse Buckley. But I still need to see West Side Story in Belfast to judge the other two. Yeah. Uh, West Side Story is like, is that, that's not free. You got to pay for that now, right? I saw Belfast cost 20 bucks. Yeah, Bel- <laughs> Belfast. <laughs> I'm going to try to watch it on DVD. <laughs> um, I, West Side Story is going to be on, I think, Disney Plus in March. So you can oh, wait so that's that. better. Yeah. Um, because um, Eileen, was, Eileen was like, I'm not going to pay $20 to see Belfast. No. And I said, well, if you think about it, like if you and I went to the movies um, and watched Belfast, you know, it's, that would be more expensive than paying 20 bucks and watching it at home. Yeah, it's better in the theater, but it is. What I what I did a couple times was I went to AMC and they'd have an Oscar movie day where you just watch Oscar movies all day. There you go. Like the year Moonlight was nominated, I went and I watched I think yeah. five movies in a day, and then the year the bad Francis McDormand movie, the built Three Billboards one. Right, right. I went. I mean, Tracy Deek went and watched a bunch of them. That's that's fun to do. I like doing that. Yeah, it's better to see these movies in the theater. Yeah. But sometimes that's just not an option. Drive my car, I will see in the theater. Because I don't think we're going to... That's the only way I'll get to see it before the Oscars come out. Right. I also want to see Worst Person in the World, which is one of the foreign films that's nominated, because I've heard really good things about that one. That's at the music box right now. Yeah, yeah. I want to go see it. Southport. Yep. Is there anything you saw last year that you thought should have gotten nominated for something? I know we recently did our top tens. I think the only one I have is 
I thought Sparks Brothers should have gotten nominated because that was my favorite movie last year. At oh, least nominated right. for at least nominated for best documentary. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised. And like, was uh, Get Back not uh, eligible as a documentary either? I don't I don't think so. I don't know why, but I don't think it was. I mean, obviously it was, or I I don't know whether it was considered. I think it's because. It, TV is made for TV, basically. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know the the voting kind of, uh, you know, what's what's eligible and what isn't, and I don't know what goes into. There's like length requirements. Does an eight hour documentary get? Uh, oh, that's right. That's probably why, because it was <laughs> eight hours long. Yeah, because I. That's why it's probably considered a TV thing. Yeah. So maybe it'll be Emmy eligible. Could be. But Nightmare Alley made my top 10. Yeah. Well, that got, at least I got Best Picture, and that might have been it. They thought Kate Blanchett was going to get nominated, but she didn't. She's an Oscar darling. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise that she got not, she didn't get nominated. Right. I think she was supporting in that. I think it would have been a supporting role. Yeah, the only thing I like I said is with Spark Brothers. I, I was glad Questlove got nominated. Summer of Soul got nominated for Best Documentary. And then before we get yeah, Summer of Soul, I remember you really liked that one. Yeah. Before we move on to our five favorite Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Picture winners. Okay. I just want to say that out of this year's nominees for Best Animated Movie, for the first time since Henry started going to the movies. I haven't seen any of them. Wow. Have you seen any of them? No. I'm going to try to watch them. I'm going to try to watch them. And Kanto, I think, is the favorite to win. I know that Jesse went mad for Encanto. Um, yeah. Really went mad for it and said it was just terrific. And she's been listening to uh, some of the songs. Um, oh, Luca. Luca, Luca was excellent. I, that was one of my top ten for uh, for the year. Very good. Pixar does it again. Yeah, so I'm going to try to watch. It's Encanto, which is the favorite. Mitchell's vs. the Machines. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Flea, which is very interesting because I think it got nominated for Best Foreign Film too, and it's animated. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. That's on Hulu, so you can just watch it on Hulu. Mm. Ray and the Last Dragon, which the books are pretty popular. We saw a lot of the Ray and the Last Dragon book. So I think the uh, kids really enjoyed that one. And then Luca. Right. So my quest to be... <laughs> Completely. And then we've got to... Uh, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, you know... Best original songs. I think this uh, Dos Oreguitas from Encanto is the one Jesse has been like just playing nonstop. And she also loves the Billie Eilish tune, No Time to Die from the Bond movie. Yeah, I like that. I like it. <laughs> I was listening to all the Bond songs last week, I think. And Madonna is the only one that kind of <laughs> failed at <laughs> adapting to the Bond type of songs. 
Right. Like you listen to Madonna's song and you're like, she didn't even try to make it a James Bond song. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a certain uh there's a certain kind of like gravitas that a Bond song has to have. Yeah, so I'm gonna try every year, every year. I've done this for a while now. Definitely watch all the best picture, and I'm gonna try to get all the acting categories and possibly the animated movies. Hmm. And maybe the week or so before the Oscars on a recap episode, I'll do what I think will win and what I want to win. Okay. And if you watch them, maybe you'll have I'll, uh, I'll, uh, opinions I'll on that too. I'll chime in where I can. I'll fill in. What are there any you really do want to see that you haven't seen yet? Uh, I really, uh, I do want to see Belfast. Um, we're going, we're probably going to go there. Uh, I'm Eileen and I are going to Ireland for our 25th wedding anniversary. Um, and you're going to be like, it's just like the movie. I was like, I want to, we're going to go up to Derry, just, just like Derry girls. <laughs> and he's uh, going to try to suck up to the people of Ireland. Exactly. Uh, so I do want to see Belfast. I do want to see the power of the dog just to see what it's all about. Um, yeah, I'd be curious what you think of that. And, uh, you know, I do want to see drive my car and we're doing our Sunday screening. So you're going to watch Coda and, and, and I'll see Coda and uh, tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll, yeah uh, so I'll, you'll, you'll have opinions. You'll I'll be able to fill in my thoughts. Yeah. The correct thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's argue about. Oscar history. All right. I'm ready. You want to start with your five favorite best pictures? These are all winners, everyone. We're picking our five favorite best picture winners of all time. Five favorite performances of, uh, and, uh, so yeah, it, um, it, this was hard to get it down to five uh, really was. Um, so I'll go in, um, I'll go in reverse uh, chronological order uh, going backwards. Um, but my, uh, but my first one is, and you're going to laugh, but it's Sean Penn. Oh, you're doing uh, actor first. Oh, are we doing actor or best picture? Yeah, I was gonna do best picture first. My fault. Let's move to best picture. Um, my, uh, yeah, let's pull this up. I, uh, you know, I lost uh, Alex uh, recently to a, uh, you know, some uh, uh, to some nefarious dealings. So stealing uh, my restaurant idea. Just say it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I can't be, uh, I dismissed him for, uh, you know, we had a difference of opinion. He said, no, you know, this is a, a free country and, uh, you know, I'm only reacting to the, the free markets and competition and blah, blah, blah. And I said, out, get out. Shocking. Out this is one of the most shocking things that I've ever heard of Jack Bax is you cutting Alex out of your life. I'll uh, believe it. If this is if next week you still aren't talking to him, I'll I'll believe it. 
it was it was time it was time um all right my first best picture uh is going in reverse uh alphabetical order from 2009 the hurt locker did you ever see the hurt locker yeah good movie i thought it was great i was totally just mesmerized by it i thought the performances were terrific I was uh, on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, I just thought it was a really excellent, just kind of a examination of war and the kind of a surprise winner too. I th- I was shocked that it got uh, nominated. Yeah, I I took my uh, I took uh, my parents and my brother and sister in law. I was like, oh, it's a war movie. It's uh, the Hurt Locker, and we left, and they're like, what did you take me to see? <laughs> Then they, they, I got, I got all kinds of grief for you know my eclectic and weird movie tastes, <laughs> but victory was mine. <laughs> the one best picture. Yeah. Uh, so the Hurt Locker. That is uh, uh, my second one. Uh, is from 1995. Braveheart. Yeah, I love Braveheart. Braveheart almost made mine. Almost. Just an epic. It's epic. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's one of those like kind of classic, kind of epic, kind of with riveting. Just yeah, yeah, great themes, um, and just uh, very power, very powerful. But yeah, kind of like also kind of like beautiful, even in the tragedy. It was, it's just so well done. Very um, well, the cinematography and everything. Yeah, yeah every everything about it was really um, just. Uh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was number two, uh, number three, uh, is a, uh, a, a very, uh, uh, powerful movie. And, um, you know, I really just, that's another one that I was surprised that it, I was surprised that it won just because of its subject matter and everything, but it's the deer hunter mm-hmm. from night. I've still never seen that. I mean, it is, I can't believe it won. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean. It was the talk, 70s though. Yeah, just talk about unbelievable performances. Um, I mean, De Niro, uh, Christopher Walken. Uh, Christopher Walken's unbelievable in that movie. Um, and uh, Meryl Streep is great. Uh, John Cazale from The Godfather. He's tremendous, um, and uh, and parts of it were shot in Cleveland. Um, really? Yeah, but De Niro. I, I have to see. That's one of those movies I I always want to watch, and then I, something happens and I end up not watching. De Niro is it. just just riveting, riveting in that. It's an it's always overlooked, but I think it's one of his best. Um, I think. I mean, when it way back when when it was out, I think everybody raved about it, though. Right. Maybe over a little overlooked these days. No, I feel like it's kind of like kind of gone. Uh, I feel like it's sort of like it's. I feel like it's kind of faded. Yes, it is. I feel like it, you're right. It's slightly forgotten. It really is. But when I watch it, then people will want to watch it again. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are waiting for me. Will waiting for me to voice my opinion. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Uh, my number four, we talked about this last week on our Sylvester. Number four, or is this number two? Are you going backwards or are you I'm going, going, I'm going backwards. Okay. So 
did Hurt Locker. I did Braveheart. Oh, chronologically backwards. Chronologically backwards. I did okay. the Deer Hunter. And now I'm going to number fourth was, and this was tough. The 70s best picture winners were all great. Really great. So it's tough. I went with Rocky. Um, that's my number four choice. And then my number five choice uh, is, of course, The Godfather. Um, I really just can't go against The Godfather. Um, and honorable mentions, so many. The Sting, Godfather Part Two, The French Connection, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, In the Heat of the Night, um, The Apartment, amazing movie, um, On the Waterfront, uh, amazingly, Marlon Brando did not win the Oscar for that. Um, those were never all. saw on the waterfront. Nope, tremendous, tremendous. And then Casablanca, uh, really, really hard to, um, to, uh, to, to, uh, um, ignore that as well. But those are my five. What about yours? I'll go, I, I put mine by preference. So my number five, and I think I put this five just because I feel like I have to defend it all the time, is Ordinary People. Amazing movie. I think it's a great movie. I think it's better than Raging Bull. Everybody was outraged that it beat Raging Bull. But Ordinary People was... Ordinary so People is devastating, and the acting is unreal, and it's Mary Tyler Moore going completely against type and just yeah. ripping your heart out. I, I would argue that it ruined her career because <laughs> she was yeah. so good that people are heartless. Like, just, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I'm always shocked that it, people don't, are so against that movie. I'm like, you don't have a heart. If <laughs> that movie is, it's rough. It's hard to watch. I mean, I, I, it's not like when you're going to just pop in. Yeah. But rough, Timothy rough. Hutton and, Sutherland, Judd Hirsch is really good. He's great. It's it's great movie. I, I I just I feel it. You know what I mean? Like I yep. probably haven't watched it in a long time, but I still feel how powerful it is. Yes. For four, I also I put Rocky. Yep. Maybe partly because I just watched it, right. and we talked about it on our Stallone podcast. Casablanca for number three. Great. Class. I watched that at UAC in a film class. It's so tough. I, I don't I don't know a lot of older films, but I was like, oh my God, this is great. One of the best. Number two is another movie I also feel like I have to defend all the time. I put the the um the departed at number two. At number two? Number two, I love The Departed. I think Departed is totally rewatchable. I think DiCaprio is great. Matt Damon and Nicholson are excellent villains. Wahlberg, really good, has great lines. Alec Baldwin, uh, Vera Farmiga as the DiCaprio's therapist. The action is great. And I think it just doesn't get as much respect because everyone's like, oh, Goodfellas should have won an Oscar. That has nothing to do with this movie. 
this is a great movie. I know you think other films he made should have won it, but to me, it's 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 one I, I can watch over and over again, and it's always great to me. So you're going in order that this like the out of all the Oscar winners, The Departed is the second best of all time. Yes. Better than Rocky. Yes. Well, I, we well, are, probably we are, on this. <laughs> we are fighting. <laughs> we are now fighting. I, I think the only dumb thing in the part is the very end when they have the rat walk by. Just get rid of it. <laughs> that should have got edited out. But the rest of it is riveting to me. <laughs> I'm in that movie 100% from, from the opening scene. I loved The Departed. Don't get me wrong. And it's such an entertainment, too. I think that takes away from it a little bit because it's so entertaining. Yeah. You almost want an Oscar movie to have, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but like more of a, and it's not like it isn't serious. It's, you feel the, like the things that happen at the end are shocking. Right. The Martin Sheen scene is shocking. Shocking. It's just, it's just a great movie. Agreed. And my number one is one of my favorite movies of all time. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which you mentioned is one of your honorable mentions. Tough to leave that out. Cuckoo's Nest. You just... <laughs> it's so devastating. And the yeah. energy of Nicholson. And it's, and it's a great book and a great movie. Agreed. The and it really doesn't depart from the book at all. No. And they they pull it off. They really do. And that beat Jaws, which is amazing. Which I also haven't seen. <laughs> That's I, unbelievable. <laughs> I think uh, the only there's there's some recent ones that you didn't mention. And I'll mention my other honorable mention. Unforgiven, you didn't mention. Uh, that, was a, a, that was another tough to leave out. Yes. I, and some fairly recent ones I really liked that almost made it. I thought Birdman was great. Mm. I thought Moonlight was great. And I thought Parasite was great. It would be, uh, there's so many um, uh, to choose from. Getting it down to five is really hard. Really hard. Let's move on to best actor. Okay. And we know you're first. So <laughs> all right. Talk about Mr. Penn. It's uh first of all, it's Sean Penn, and then it's Olivier, 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 <laughs> Olivier. All nothing but Olivier. Hamlet. I'm waiting for Hamlet by Olivier to be your number one. Ultimate. Ultimate uh, Oscar, yeah, <laughs> number one for sure. Uh, no, Sean Penn as uh, Harvey Milk. I I forgot I was watching Sean Penn. Um, I haven't seen that one. I'm glad you picked that because you know my feelings on Mystic River. Uh, I uh, Milk was was good. The documentary on Milk is a lot better, and the movie itself is you know it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, Brolin, Josh Brolin's really good in it. Franco, James Franco, but Sean Penn is, yeah, it's a it's a powerhouse performance, in my opinion. And he's mm -hmm. not like doing like Jamie Foxx was awesome 
uh, you know, as Ray Charles, but um, Jamie Foxx is a great actor. I think I really do. Except as Electro. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can't stand him as Electro. Right. I like him in everything else, but as Electro, I'm like, I want to walk out of the theater when he comes out as him. But I feel like Sean Penn is like going well beyond doing an impersonation. I mean, he's really, he just really inhabits that character. And like, like I said, that's with the best performances. Like I forgot who I was watching. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I'm, I'm going again in uh, chronological order. Number okay. two, uh, and I get so much shit for this choice, but I don't care because I thought he was outstanding and he's never even come close to re- equaling the performance. And that was Adrian Brody in The Pianist. Did you ever see The Pianist? No, I haven't. I haven't. That movie's great. And Adrian Brody is it's an amazing performance. They're Are you really- sure it was Adrian Brody and it wasn't Joe DiMaria? <laughs> I, you know, it, exactly. I mean, every time I see Joe, I want to be like, you. What happened to your fingers? Oh, it's uh I like Adrian Brody in Summer of Sam. Do you ever see Summer of Sam? Yeah, Brody, I, every time I've seen Adrian Brody in other movies, I'm like, you're all right. But you were unbelievable in The Pianist. I thought he was really good in Summer of Sam. He's he's amazing, amazing in that in the pianist. Uh, absolutely, go see it. Um, Did you like him in Succession? <laughs> yeah, he was great in Succession. He was making uh, Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong's character squirm. It was great. A- Adrian Brody, I, I you know I don't know who's like advising him on his career, but like when I. I'd never heard of him. And when I saw that movie, I was like, first of all, that's Roman Polanski. And, uh, and uh, I was like, Adrian Brody is the most exciting new actor to come out. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. And he's never, in my opinion, he's never come close. No, I'm looking at his movies and yeah, he's, that's about it. Besides Summer of Sam. It's so weird. Yeah, it's just so weird. Um, but and I get people like what, and I'm like, I'm telling you, <laughs> I swear to you. Did they say that? Have they seen the movie? No, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they have. Uh, if they have or not, um, he's probably really good at Bullet Head. <laughs> now I will admit I've not seen Bullet Head. <laughs> So I freely admit. Um, so so that's my number two. Um, number three is Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think we talked about that. Um, just an amazing performance. Yep. Um, just really, really good. Um, I think we've said it all. I mean, he just, he's just so full of energy and so full of life. And, uh, but he's not like doing Nicholson things. He's, really inhabiting that character and going beyond like he doesn't do the Nicholson tricks, um, you know, that sometimes are a part of his later work. Um, I feel like he's stays within the book and within the work and, um, and he's, he's tremendous, um, and well-deserved. I think that's, that could be Nicholson's all time best performance. 
Um, my uh, number four is Marlon Brando in On the Waterfront. Um, he really, he won two Oscars, one for The Godfather and the other for On the Waterfront. And On the Waterfront, he's just, he's just uh, like doing classic Brando. You know, he's, he, he's a, he's a goon. He's, he really does a great job of playing this just goonish, uh, terrible kind of person, but it's, he really captured like the vulnerability of it. I mean, he really, um, you know, you, you feel sorry for him. You do feel bad for him as he's, you know, he's kind of, uh, in a situation that really traps him. And, uh, he plays a, he plays a waterfront kind of, uh, uh, enforcer and, um, the movie itself is great and Brando is terrific. Um, so that's my, that's my number four. And then my number five, and everyone's really going to laugh at me for this one. Uh, but I don't care. I enjoyed him is Ray Meland in the lost weekend. <laughs> he plays the alcoholic writer. Uh, uh, Billy Wilder uh, wrote. Is it better than Mank? Uh, it is because Ray Meland is such a drunk and he's just playing it to the hilt. Yeah. And, uh, and the movie is ridiculous. And Ray Meland is just giving it his all. And uh, the Lost Weekend is, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's supposedly the searing uh, portrayal of alcoholism. And, uh, but Meland just, you know, gives it to, like I said, he gives it his 100%. And uh, I really liked it. And, uh, you know, people are, people can say, how can you pick it over De Niro as Raging Bull or Dustin Hoffman for Kramer versus Kramer or uh, Peter Finch for Network? So good. all those are so good. Um, so it's, it's more of like a, you know, personal. Also, Gregory Peck for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, but I go with, uh, but I go with, <laughs> I go with Ray Milland. And over Olivier, forgive me, Larry. <laughs> All right, I will go with mine. Mine are by preference. Number five is a recent one. And you know what? I think I'm going to change this. Never mind. I'm going to change it. I'm going to switch it to no, my number five is Denzel Washington in Training Day. Also great. He's kills it. Yeah. I just wish Ethan Hawke wasn't in it because <laughs> Denzel's so good. Like Ethan Hawke. And then and I will give Ethan Hawke credit. He was in a movie called First Reformed a couple of years ago and he was fantastic in it. Yeah. But in training day, I just think Denzel just shoves him out of the scene every time. And He's he's great. I'm glad Denzel won for that because it's a fantastic performance. And he should have won before. He should have won for Malcolm X. I thought. Yeah. My number four, and this might be partly because I love him as an actor in general, is Jeff Bridges in Crazy Heart. He's great. That's There's a scene in Crazy Heart. I um, the look on his face when he realizes he lost a kid. Do you uh, remember that scene in Crazy yeah. Heart? Yes. You're, it's yeah, just incredible acting. 
Yeah. This drunk guy and heartbreaking. Yeah. And I was so happy when he won. And it's a great, it's a great performance. Tremendous. That's all. That's a movie too. That's disappeared. I feel like I don't, I don't and it's a good movie. Agreed. Maggie Gyllenhaal is really good in it too. I really like crazy heart. My number three is one that you mentioned in your honorable mention. And uh, that's Peter Finch and network. Network's such a great movie. So prescient. And Peter Finch just. <laughs> this guy who's lost his mind. Yeah. So great. Number two, Nicholson, Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. And my number one is one you haven't mentioned. And I picked There Will Be Blood, Daniel Day-Lewis. I feel like you have to like pick a Daniel Day-Lewis performance. Um. I think this one's his best one. He's because my left foot, I didn't think my left foot was that great of a movie. And I didn't really think Lincoln was that good either, but there will be, well, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. There will be blood's just fantastic. And Daniel Day Lewis is a maniac in it. And you, <laughs> you just believe every word he says. Yeah. So that's my number one. Some of my honorable mentions, um, Gary Oldman, I just took off for Denzel, but Gary Oldman was great in Darkest Hour. Just a, Oldman was terrific in that. Oldman is like Sid and Nancy. Do you ever see Sid and Nancy? Yeah. I think that's one of the best unrewarded performances ever. Yeah, agreed. And Oldman, that, Oldman's, when he's on the when he's on the uh, phone with Roosevelt begging for ships and Roosevelt's like, yeah, I can give you some, I could like bring some horses down, you know, some, 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 uh, some uh, ships down from Canada. They could be pulled by horseback. And, and Gary Oldman's like, Oh my God, we are screwed. We are all going to die. Just the look on his face on the phone with FDR. I was like, that's great acting. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic in it. And then he made Mink. Anyways. Oh, the lovable drunk. Anyways. I actually had a harder time with Best Actress than yeah. Best Actor. You go first for this one. So Best Actress. Okay, so I'll go backwards by preference. I had to cut some really good performances on this. My number five is Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Ew, chilling. Oh, my gosh. And I love Natalie Portman. This brutal. Yeah. yeah. And really good movie. She just grabs you right away. And I'm glad I really I was really glad she won for it. Agreed. Number four is from a movie we've talked about in both categories already. I got Louise Fletcher, One Flow Over to Cuckoo's Nest. She was great. She was like the, the first ice queen. Just a monster. Yeah. Terrifying performance. Right. Number three, Ellen Burstyn in Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. She's great. That's the movie you should be yelling about when you're talking about Scorsese. That's fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. And she's always good in everything. Number two, I put Cher in Moonstruck. Uh, that, that movie rules. I think a lot of these performances I picked, I feel like 
these actresses just, well, except for maybe Cuckoo's Nest, but they just made the movie because their performances are so riveting and they're the driving force throughout and just make it a classic because they're so good in it. And you, just like I said with Ordinary People, is you just totally remember the feeling you got when you watched these. Like, <laughs> share going, snap out of it. <laughs> just with Nicolas Cage. And it's just so good. And people were arguing about Twitter about whether Cher is a legend or not. I'm like, Cher is a legend. Come on. Cher is a legend. Anybody who says otherwise is insane. She is tremendous. Because she not only has all her stuff with Sonny and Cher, is an actress she's done so well, and she's a gay icon. I'm like, how could he not say she's a legend? I thought that was a ridiculous argument. <laughs> and my number one, Faye Dunaway in Network. She's great. Unreal. She is really tremendous. Yeah, Faye Dunaway, I could almost, well, I don't think she won for it, though, but, you know, you have Chinatown, Bonnie yeah. Clyde. I thought she was personally better in Chinatown. The network? No, yeah, I love her. Just I love her in network. She's so cold. and She's another ice cream. Perfect. I thought she was perfect in network. Not that she's not great in Chinatown. She's great in Chinatown, too. No. But Chinatown, I think, is more supporting almost. But anyways, and then I, I'll just mention some ones that didn't make Like Frances McDormand, who I love. I didn't pick her. I could have put Nomadland or Fargo in here. And Brie Larson in Room. Mm-hmm. She's great. I want Brie Larson to make more movies. Yeah. And I thought Emma Stone was great in La La Land. She was. Those are my honorable mentions. But I had a hard time. I had a hard time cutting Francis and Emma and Brie Larson. I was like, damn, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, they're all very, very tough to... Uh, yeah. um, there's so many good performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 tough to pick. Um, yeah, it's tough to pick... Uh, I feel like we're going to get so many angry faxes from these picks. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> we really, really are. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, you know, the, you know, a lot of times I liked, I re- my top five and they, they go back and forth, but I really like Jennifer Lawrence in silver linings playbook. I just like Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I think she's just got a real presence to her. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was fantastic in silver linings playbook um she really is she's really like you know beyond her years she's one of these you know you don't yeah that's like do you ever see winner's bone yeah winner's bone you're like who is this right this is amazing yeah she just leaps off the screen on everything yep um and uh but i thought she was out of all and it's tough because i really there's a lot of there's been a lot of excellent performances, um, you know, over the last 20 years. Um, but I like, I liked uh, Jennifer Lawrence this is the best. Um, I also liked Susan Sarandon 
in Dead Man Walking. Um, another another Sean Penn Magnum <laughs> opus. But I really like. I You're really like Susan. Uh, I am obsessed. No, I really like Susan Sarandon in this. I thought she, you know, that's the title role, and she really did a great job of just like being tough, uh, but also, you know, obviously the empathy and uh, just like fighting for, um, you know, just just fighting for you know her beliefs and uh, you know what she thought was, uh, you know, what she thought was right. I, I I really liked the movie, and I thought she was tremendous in it. Um, so that's my number two. Um, I really, you know, I feel like it's wrong to have a top five and not pick Meryl Streep, but I don't know what I would pick. Um, just because I feel like she's been better in some of her non Oscar winning performances. Um, I don't know that she's won. She won for Sophie's Choice, and she yeah. won for Iron Lady, right? And she won. Has she won before? Besides, I think she won a supporting one too. Has she won more than twice? I think she's won in a supporting role. Um, but you're right. Well, she has three Oscars and like 20 nominations. I think. Yeah, she's been nominated 80 billion times. In uh, uh, no, it's 17. That's a record. Um, and she's won twice. And Sophie's Choice, I never saw. And yeah, I haven't seen it either. So, or Iron Lady, but Iron Lady, I I can't imagine she's better in Iron Lady than in some of these other ones. I know, I know. So is it seems wrong to not pick uh to not pick her, but I haven't I haven't yet. Um, no, the uh the the next one I I picked was Have you ever seen HUD with? No. Uh, Paul Newman, uh, Patricia Neal won the Oscar mm -hmm. and, uh, she is fantastic in, uh, I mean, talk about, uh, she is just like a typical, just, uh, Texas, uh, you know, Texas panhandle woman who, you know, is tough and, but yet vulnerable and uh, she's like trying to save this ranch. And, you know, she's, um, you know, Paul Newman is, uh, you know, coming on to her, even though he's a jerk. And uh, so she's torn between, you know, you know, she she's totally into him, but she's trying to save this ranch. She's tremendous in that. Just a total talk about a presence. Um, I need to I'll add that to my list. So I have Deer Hunter, Jaws, HUD, and that movie that you mentioned last week that Larry Hagman was in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't, I, it's, 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 it's out of my, the eagle has landed. <laughs> the eagle has landed. Uh, I have two more really old uh, movies, but they are just so good. The first is Ingrid Bergman in gaslight um mm. and uh which of course is the pretty much the uh the movie that uh has started the term gaslight mm -hmm. and she's like sometimes you get mad at her because she you know you're like how can you be falling for this 
this guy who married you is now gaslighting. I picture you watching it going, stop being gaslit. Come on, Ingrid. She's got, he's gaslighting you right now. <laughs> and, uh, but she's really good. And, uh, um, and she just, her character just, dis, it's a, like, a, it's a descent into madness. And she does a really good job with it. And my last uh, is Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind. I mean, that's just an epic performance. And she, I mean, talk about someone who like goes from having everything to having nothing to then kind of crawl, you know, in a, her character was way ahead of its time in terms of just, you know, being responsible for her own choices and having kind of agency over her own destiny. And uh, it's uh, it's tough to watch because, you know, everyone's a racist, but they all get their just desserts. <laughs> they, they all have yes, they're racist, but they're they're The consequences are all the time. They're like, oh, it's, why are bad things happening to me? It's like, well, look in the mirror. You're, uh, terrible. you're a terrible person. But uh, that takes nothing away from Vivian Lee and the performance she gave. It's really, I love those performances that kind of like where you're following a character through years and years of, you know, her, their lives. And you believe the actress in every single, um, you know, she's a, she's a spoiled brat who mm -hmm. like has every guy in the area wrapped around her finger and then she's like a, a heroine who's trying to give birth and save lives. And uh, then she's like a business person. She's ruthless. She's ruthless. Um, and then she finally, you know, you know, falls in love sort of as was you can with, um, you know, with the, the Red Butler character and has a breakdown at the end. And you all four, you know, emotions, you believe it totally yeah so hats off to that's my fifth choice yeah. did you have any just mists yeah a lot um i'll go just really quickly because we have been at this a while but uh, <laughs> uh joanne woodward three faces of eve she's great um uh elizabeth taylor uh butterfield eight that was tough to uh um, What's Butterfield Eight about? Um, Butterfield Eight. First of all, like not only Butterfield Eight, but who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch that. I mean, that's, that's another one. Add that to my list right after Larry Hagman's epic. Yeah. The Eagle Has Landed. Oh, and and uh, the Berlin Decision. I need to watch all. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically. Um, it's basically kind of like a um, Butterfield Eight. I would describe it as sort of a, first of all, like Elizabeth Taylor is a total sex kitten. Mm -hmm. And she basically is playing uh, Lawrence Harvey and Eddie Fisher uh, against uh, each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, basically, um, so she's just trying to, um, you know, gain a little bit of revenge. Um, but she is just a femme fatale, just really, um, you know, but, but she's also has a, like a real backbone and, uh, 
and mainly she's just sexy as hell in in Butterfield Eight. Yeah, who is afraid of Virginia Woolf? There's good stories about the making of it in the Mike Nichols book that I loved that I read last year. She's amazing in that movie. I mean, that Oscar is well deserved. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Um, and then Jane Fonda and Clute. I mean, she was awesome in that. Uh, Again, that's another, we talked about that last week that I, I need to watch Clute. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, Louise Fletcher, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, you talked about. Um, Diane Keaton and Annie Hall. Yeah, I almost put her on there too. Yep, she's great in that. And the last one I'll say is uh, Sally Field and Norma Ray. Sally Field's a great actress. Yeah, I like Sally Field. No, those are my. Um, uh, she should have won it all for Soap Dish, though. Yeah. Oh, and Kathy Bates in Misery. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, this is fun. Yeah. We're going to get faxes of plenty, though. Faxes are plenty. All right. Well, we should probably end this as we have been chatting. But if you love the Oscars, you're going to love this one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening. Your kind words are our best and right now our only form of advertising. So tell a friend, tell five. Write us a uh, review on uh, whatever podcast platform you've subscribed to us on. We are on all of them. Um, and we are also on social media channels, uh, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So drop us a line. Soon to be on Grandfather. Grandfather yes. Clock, too. That, that is the old person version of TikTok. We have been banned from TikTok due to age <laughs> restrictions. So we are now on Grandfather Clock. So look for that soon on our wacky videos. Um, and those are sure to take social media by storm. And thank you, Nicholas Cage, for dropping by. That was a pleasant oh, surprise. surprise. And my agent, Regency Van Pelt, thank you for setting that up. Oh, well, maybe you'd like to you know, return my calls one of these days. Um, oh, look, Larry's <laughs> looking at something on the wall instead of reacting to what I just said. Okay. We uh, what's on the docket for next week? We're gonna have two guests. Oh man, Matt Angle and Jill Oliver are going to convince me to watch the Lord of the Rings movies and to read the books. So that'll be a fun one. I will join them at least for The Hobbit. Um, so that'll be a great one. That's next week. Um, so, uh, thanks again for listening. And when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear. <laughs>